are we just gonna listen to the whole album here? Or? You're better than me. Girls, money, and everything. I try to compete with you, but you beat me at everything I do. So goes the opening salvo of Fly Swatter, the perennial first uh, recording ever of Blink-182, then known as Just Blink. And uh, it was recorded on a cassette tape and published by Fags in the Wilderness Records, 1993. Come on, guys. That's not a good. That's not a good name for a record label, even if it's a joke one. Okay. Um. Yes. Yeah, so, welcome, everyone. This is the uh, first episode of Todd Max Podcast. Uh, subtitle: Blinkcast with Todd and Max. Sub subtitle or alternate title: Touchdown Boys. A blink cast with Todd and Max, and with me is my co-host and uh, my permanent guest, um, Max. Hello. Oh, good to be here, Todd. Thanks for having me. Yes, yeah, it's great. Um, now, just real quick, first, uh, touchdown, boys. Um, can you can you explain to me and the listener what what what, what the idea is about that? I mean, we're hardly sportsmen. Oh, uh, yeah, that's exactly correct, Todd. Uh, touchdown, boy. Touchdown, boy. Singular is a a mm-hmm. deep cut off of the uh, later Blink-182 um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. album, Cheshire Cat. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a later album, quite a bit later. later quite a bit than later. What we're, than anything we're all kind of like hoping or really, really even allowed to talk about this time. So exactly. I'll, I'll give you a warning for that. But, um, you know, yeah, okay, that's true. I mean, that is kind of sort of the insights you can expect uh in this podcast and like, i mean that's just a little tidbit for the listeners to you know get excited yeah about. yeah right like there's all you know there's a lot of information about this band blink 22 coming up in this podcast and i don't know like before we get into our episode about fly swatter as i said um let's just i wanted to quickly discuss you know this show and why we're doing it uh, i'd say the show has been in the making for about a year now is that right at least yeah, uh, I remember, yeah, drinking Years. with you in, you know, uh, for a little background, you know, we both are in Japan, but in different cities. So I, one of our, you know, our rare visits, uh, we would constantly talk about doing the Blink-182 podcast and just like, you know, it was the thing where we had talked about it way more than we, it ever seemed like likely we were going to do at some point is what I thought, because, you know, we didn't get to hang out that often. And just when I was, you know, I, you were in Tokyo area and just when I was going out there more, this little thing called coronavirus came in and uh, stopped me or you from uh, from uh, traveling for uh, quite some time. And here we are a year and a half later. <laughs> Indeed, glad it's finally come what together. It, yeah, but what I, what I realized, you know, I think it's easier for us to just do it remotely because if we hang out, what are we, we can do it in like, uh, the only thing we could possibly do is go to karaoke bar and record it live there, which, uh, that might work for some like grunge movies recording or something like that, but that's not going to cut it. We're, we, we're, we're striving for some of the higher level of podcast, right? Uh, yes, that's true. Although I think it would be fun to, you know, you know, sing together. 
live. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And we will we we um, will do that late in a later episode if it, if the world uh, at all permits it. I think. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, a little bit about you and me. Um, we have been friends since uh, sixth grade. I want to say. I think that's right. So going on twenty years now. Uh, yeah, beginning in Mrs. Cotter's AP math class. Yeah, that was seventh grade. That was when we really bonded. And um, oh, that's right. You know, yeah, we'll we'll get into those the stories as much as uh, you know common decency <laughs> and privacy allows us to discuss. Uh, you know our our personal history. I'd say we are uh, a little bit we have we are a little bit too intimately aware of each other's details. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm certainly an oversharer, and uh, you are. And, yeah. You know. You are an infamous and, man in, in some ways, but and uh, all will like, be revealed on this on this cast. All will all will in in time be revealed. I, I think we can agree. Um, so yeah, like Blink One Eighty Two. How do you like Blink One Eighty Two, Max? <laughs> uh, yeah, Blink One Eighty Two was uh, you know maybe my first uh, band that I was into. You know when I was mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just I don't know fourteen. Pretty right. much uh, what I thought was really cool and. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you're you're a, you're a drummer, a good a good one, if I might if I might say. No, thank you so, very much. So um, I don't know how you can like we were just listening to that song, and um, although you nearly ruined the intro with intro with your um, your verbal ejaculation, um, I uh, you know I, I was surprised that you're able to listen to you know the solid drumming that perfectly recorded drumming and not just drum along. You know what I mean? Like how do you resist that urge? Uh, yeah, it's hard, uh, but. But it's also, you know, it's it's a document of an earlier time. You know, you can we can all learn from it. Mm -hmm. So it's good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But did you learn to drum? Did you learn to drum from like sort of the more later era? Yeah, because at that time just... I was into like punk rock, and uh, as you know, in the in our in our local town, there was a punk rock scene, and uh, you know, I thought it was cool yeah. to be to be a punk rock drummer, and uh, Blink was obviously a big a big factor in learning that type of of style. Mm -hmm. going back to like you know the 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 dude ranch days which we will get to yeah. later god willing yeah <laughs> not not this episode um, so yeah I, okay yeah and um for me too uh I, I guess i would agree besides like comedy music like weird al or something blink 22 was the first like band i was really into and honestly my first uh one of the first records i ever bought was the mark tom and travis show which my friend uh, played for me one time on his CD player in middle school. And, you know, they have that, that really, really hilarious and hasn't aged poorly at all uh, on-screen banter, the band. And so I was like, in my mind, I was like, is this kind of a comedy CD? And so like that, like made it easier somehow for me to get into them that they were like trying to be funny, even yeah. though like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and really you know, like the age- a punk band. Exactly, yeah, the, the age we were at, I think it like really just worked perfectly. Mm -hmm. for being like you so, know, 13 or whatever right oh yeah yeah and and that's why there are probably a million other blink 22 podcasts out there and a lot you know of competent analysis analyses of all of their music and we're not necessarily going to provide that you know what i mean but we're gonna we're just going to sort of go through their um discography as it were uh as it pertains to us and as we see it and uh you know will that be good podcasting or not Mm, or not we don't know <laughs> probably or not but uh let's let's you know let's get into it 
Can do you want to do you have not any, likely? I'll any, say. <laughs> so, um, do you have any intro for this uh, fly swatter uh, recording? Any any? Would you like to, to discuss it at all? Um, well, I think you gave the basic info. Uh, at this mm -hmm. point, the band consisted of Tom, Mark, and the original drummer um, Scott. Yeah. And as far as I know, this album was recorded on cassette tape at Scott's mm -hmm, house, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Which also holds how, true as a drummer because the like the guitar players have to go to the drummer's house when you're young. You can't like drive right, your, yeah, your drums. You can't transport the drum. And what Scott was, I see here, Scott was 15 when this was re recorded, you think? I believe, yeah. Scott, 15, Tom, 18, Mark, 21. So Mark, Mark already an older man. One. Much older. Yeah, a weird man for hanging weird. out with two young, younger boys. Yeah. Well, like I kind of understand because like drummering, good drummers are rare. I understand, so like you just kind of like end up being, you know, getting hanging out with lots of old men. I'm sure you <laughs> continue to to this day, right, Max? Um, exactly. Yeah. So um, yeah, comes with the territory. You are like, what's your oldest bandmate at that right now? Uh right now I know maybe like five years older, but but I have played with. Oh, you know, okay. You're like well, 40. still, that's 15 to 21. It's a similar age, you know, difference. It okay. just feels weirder when one of them is literally, two of them are literally children. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, let's talk about this recording. I mean, this, we say this recording in a basement with like no mixing, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, now you've recorded things, I think, from this age. Would you say you've ever recorded anything this low of quality? Um, yeah, this low of quality and possibly, probably worse. <laughs> I, I thought I thought like if you had a computer, if you were like able to you listen to the music in a computer, you could never. You would probably fix some of the mistakes that are in this. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I guess you you were saying that you know at first you don't necessarily even have the computer. You just have the the four track recorder, right? Yeah, but although at fifteen we did our um, EP album in an actual studio, so I guess that yeah. was much better. But before that, I, I think. Like in someone's basement, mine or someone else's, we had like the same yeah, yeah. four-track recorder. Right. Which right. we used. So you were starting, I mean, earlier, and by 15, you're already a legend, basically. Already a legend. The, already. Although Eastern Michigan ska scene. So exactly. Yeah. Southeast Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. um, you know, I don't know. Uh like I said, this is a really early cassette tape, very bad, very poor quality made by some kids but nonetheless you you see some of the um you know the, the glimpses shall we say blinks if you will of the greatness of blink 182 to come um and so we like I, I don't know without further ado do you want to just get into the track listing here yeah yeah okay so start us off we we just heard it we heard about the first minute because my plan is to play the first song until the first lyrics pop up and in this case that's after a solo the first track reebok commercial um so this is a song you know like i think the, the again recording quality aside we're not we're not going to to keep harping on that would be silly um it's you know it's a song that starts it starts pretty strong and sounds a little bit like a blink 182 song don't you agree yeah it's also interesting it starts with a drum intro mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right which which you know uh, presages some some later famous songs but uh right um and then after it drops into the main like punk uh beat uh it's definitely mm -hmm. got like a very uh 
really got the quintessential blink guitar sound already yeah yeah which I noticed. that's true um like yeah i mean if, if nothing else blink when has always had a sol solid drumming right like i think that's something we'll you'll you'll we'll notice going through um you yeah you and uh so yeah like i said it's it's some it's a kind of weird you know it's definitely a uh like a high school battle of the band's concert song vibe going on you're you're talking you're talking about someone who's better than you but who are you talking about like you know it's, it's a it's a weird question and i remember yeah you know you guys or other people in our high school band scene they would write songs that they'd be about people you know what i mean they'd be about like actual people in your social scene but then you just sort of like you know, obfuscated a little bit by changing the lyrics. And I, I really hope that's kind of what they were doing with this, don't you? Yeah, exactly. It does seem like it's talking about someone. I thought maybe he was talking about Mark, but also very likely that it's like someone else. So Tom to Mark. Perhaps. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. So know. Tom is 18 and Mark's 21. So yeah, Mark's probably had, you know, I don't know, he's played more music. He's probably had sex a few more times, you know what I mean? There's a lot of, I could I could see some jealousy or like, you know, admiration at the very least uh, going on in the band at that point. Um, so yeah. maybe, maybe you're right. Uh, I think, I don't know. I don't know if the rest of the lyrics are very uh, ad admiring of the person they're singing about, but uh, uh, it, it's certainly possible, you know? Yeah. Um, um, yeah, okay. the song has a pretty good guitar solo too. It's, uh, I mean, you know, given Talk the... about at, at the end. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's see if I can find that real quick. Uh, here we go. Jump right to it. That's a, that's a guitar solo. What can I say? <laughs> what can you say? <laughs> yeah, you start up strong on top with Reebok Commercial. And of course, that is on Buddha. And is probably a song, is certainly a song that exists in better live recorded formats. Um, so, you know, start strong and then you get into time. And one, eight, one, let's, let's play a little bit of time. Go Track for it. two, time. about time you need to pick it up really taking its time to get going pick up the pace so that's interesting here we're getting sort of sky guitars up front yeah maybe the only time um, they've ever done anything even remotely approaching ska in any song yeah as far as I know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Or like, I don't know, just the yeah, the acoustic guitar, -y, even like a little bit modest mousey or something like that. Definitely different. Um, yeah. Now, uh, I got to pick a bone with you because we, you know, we looked at this one website. There's like only a couple websites that detail this song, this uh, album, and um, this one says that uh, Tom is the singer on all tracks. But I swear to God, this is Mark. 
because the background sounds like Tom going. I think you're mistaken. I mean, you you can still record multiple tracks. I just think the main lyrics it's too low, and the accent is that of uh, Mark, not Tom. Um, but and that's just my but that's just like my gut reaction, having listened to Blink. 22 for so long, so many times and so many different albums. And part of me wants them to be doing sort of the alternating um, vocals, which, you know, mm -hmm. they, they constantly do do. Uh, each song has a different vocal, you know, vocal singer or either Mark or Tom that is, but um, yeah. But whatever, I guess you're, you're entitled to your opinion or to be swayed by the website is how I, I look at it, but. <laughs> uh, well, I did notice that on Buddha, Mm -hmm. I think the Buddha version is Mark singing, but I think on this version, it's originally Tom singing on the Flyswatter version. Okay. Oh, but you still think it's Tom for all the tracks except the covers at the end then? Yeah. Okay. I disagree, but uh, whatever. Uh, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a fun, fast song. It's over quickly. Uh, I, uh, you, I, you, I see you wrote something on the lyrics, about the lyrics here. Tom does, he does do a little like vocal thing to make it sound maybe a bit different, but mm. it's Tom. All right. You're just like, you think it's pitched down and sung in an accent that's not him. Okay. <laughs> no. Understand. <laughs> Understood. Um, like, I just think he would have to have the little bit of like twangy, like whiny things on the extended, um, on the extended notes, whereas instead he goes low, which is what Mark does. But anyway. Yeah, um, getting back to the song, um, any any lyrics or anything you picked up from this song? Um, oh yeah, I did note that this is the second song that deals with like money and like possessions and things. So there's mm -hmm. cl clearly a theme, yeah. clearly a theme at this time. Well, let's see, young people, they have fewer possessions and very little money, right? So they like really care about that or like they, they're really obsessed with that possibly on a day-to-day -day basis. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but not so much about time. I think these young younglings, they they're wasting their time all the time. I mean, I know I did when I was 15 or 18 or 21, let's be honest. I mean, feel and free today. to disagree. <laughs> and today, yes. We'll, we'll keep, we'll well, keep what are we doing right now? <laughs> we'll keep wasting our time as we see fit, you know? Indeed. Okay. Um, all right, so yeah, that's time. Speaking of which, on to the next one. Time to get on to the next song. This is Red Skies, track three. Some space. But then this, the, the recording, <laughs> the guitars sound so bad. Turned up a little bit more, sorry. Yeah, very bad, but classic Mark Basin though, for sure. Yeah. Like it's like that like low and low quality MP3 where the guitars sound like staticky and like jingly in a weird bad way. Yeah. Um, and the and then there are actual like uh, pops in where the recording like clearly got like jump like brushed up against or like jolted or something like that so yeah real real bad but real bad production and then 
uh, Tom just sounds like a, a howling cat on this. Okay. I, I think it sounds just a really bad sounding song, except yeah, pretty for the bad. opening uh, opener, the opening. Exactly. You know? One of the yeah, um, definitely one of the weaker songs here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So looking at the lyrics, I was wondering, is this song about like vegetarianism? Uh, what kind of lyric was there in there? Uh, I don't have that open right now. There's a lot talking about um, killing animals in their pen. Uh, nice. No more laziness kills like murder. Doesn't remind yeah. the butcher we'll need each other's lives. Just very, very uh, dark imagery here. Yeah. Hard to know what the message now, is, though. Now, are any of them vegetarians now or back then? I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. One thing, uh, my other note on the song is it's at three minutes 28. It's by f it's the second longest song, but by far it, it overstays its welcome the most. I think it's just <laughs> a really poor work. Uh, lyrics aside, you know, you know, uh, just, yeah, not good. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, moving along. See if there's any others. Just, it just like, it constantly is the same sounding too. Um, yeah, this is one of one of two songs that weren't ever re-recorded, so for obvious reasons. Gotcha. Like, yeah. It's a bad song. Right, next song is Alone, and this might be a slightly better recording, but who cares? This might not be the original Fly Swatter recording. Here's Alone, track four. Oh yeah, my big note is I love this riff, actually. Yeah, this is really classic. Yeah, but doesn't really, not really like Blink-22. I feel this like song this, is, this like presages their, what like their kind of a, like minor emo phase around like the- Yeah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they certainly, in, in terms of look and stuff and yeah, emotional content, they're yeah. pretty like dark often. Um, and yeah, as I, my other note, my only other note in this song is the hook is don't talk to me, don't notice me, said, on, said repeatedly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, let's just yeah. get into here we get into the lyrics and the song kind of falls apart. <laughs> don't talk to me. Don't notice me. Don't talk to me. Don't notice me. Yeah, pretty bad. Pretty hard to listen to. Yeah, very embarrassing, but except except when I sing it, then it sounds really good, I think. That sounds great. Um, yeah. Well, one of another, you know, one thing we do love to do is constantly sing Blink-22 or other song lyrics in public loudly. And, uh, you know, that's another thing. We're just counting down the days for Corona to go away and we just resume doing that at all times, you know. Pub public acapella um Sometimes acapella, sometimes we're playing it on our phone or what have you, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I do it all the time. People, people love it, actually. Uh, they don't tell you they love it, but it's, it's clear they do. So People stare and in their hearts, they smile is how I think of it, you know? Yeah. Because um, Japanese people, all Japanese people love to see all foreigners in their country doing anything. So why not? Especially being very loud in public. Yes. Well, I think it's good uh, at a park or something I, i'll defend our right to do it honestly um but i i wish you know i and that's just something i want to be part of this podcast so max you too you feel free to sing at any point okay um yep next song point of view 
this. We've been using this whole song. Short and sweet. Try one. Got a lot of energy. Yeah. I mean, this is a classic Tom song. Classic Tom this song. This is a song you yeah. hear on another thing. But, uh. The guitar tone at the beginning was like the distorted harmonics. It's pretty, uh. Pretty yeah, yeah. And, like, like I said, you, um. You know, this song, as you said, this song has been re recorded in much better formats, uh, and much better versions. Oh, give us that. Give us that. Very good, very good, memorable guitar solo, I think. Yeah. Yeah, this is the Buddha version, actually, I think we're listening to, or close to it. Um, so, yeah, you know, yeah, that's like, that's a big, that's a Blink-22 song. It's a minute long, but it's there. And, uh, yeah, and that, as I said, that particular version sounds way worse on the actual Fly Swatter recording. Right. Yeah. Uh, Max, I gotta quickly change my headset. Uh, so, uh, one second. Yeah. Yeah, you sound better. Anyway, so well, let's resume. Uh, I mean, if any, if we cut anything out, this will be it. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, point of view done. All right. Uh, yeah, point of view. Good song. Can't wait to hear it in older record in other recordings. Uh, next up, Ma that Marlboro Man. Man, oh man. It's this weird, you know, rockabilly sort of meandering start that I do like. Yeah. And an interesting choice was the, yeah. like, you remember the 90s, like, like, I guess it was part of the, like, uh, yeah. movement at the time, but there was also, like, on the radio, there was also, like, squirrel nut zippers and, like, weird kind of, I don't even know what to call that. You'll have to send me some of those. I'm, 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 I'm vaguely aware of the fact that Rockabilly comes back and like occasionally breaks into the mainstream from time and time again, and that yeah. this song has yet. Yeah, but I don't know if that was before that or if that was like this was going on in '93. I feel like '93 was right. a bit early, but no, yeah, but well, like clearly these guys are listen to a lot of music and are into a lot of music. Uh, yeah, they're not yet able to create the best music, uh, but. Right, right. I whistle good. I'm kind of straight. That's very woke. No matter what I do, it I always assume I can't go sucking on my thumb. So yeah, Marble Man from Lyric Genius. Uh, this is some really deep insight, uh, but and by which I mean the only insight written about this song. Um, Marble Man tells the story of a person who smokes and wastes time all day. Up oh, back to time. All while knowing that maybe this isn't the best lifestyle for them. Can't relate to that at all, smoking a lot. The title is a play on words referencing the famous cigarette brand Marlboro. Oh. The track. That, I didn't know yeah. that. You know, it's you, yeah. I didn't know Marlboro Man was about the the, the It's honestly company. a no word idea. I'd never I'd never seen before, Marlboro. No idea. I wonder okay. like 
yeah I, I bet that has like some really cool branding it's a good name and it does make me kind of want to smoke um and yeah um so like oh and here's one more note the track originally released on Flyswatter was later re-recorded for their second demo okay well we're not gonna ever record an episode on their second demo so let's just uh, ignore that strike that one from the record um yeah but Forget about like, it it's an interesting so song like uh the lyrics here are pretty inane but but some of them are good right like i see you have one written down here oh yeah yeah decent lyrics decent song overall by the way definitely maybe the strongest one on the album mm -hmm. uh um yeah the lyric goes i guess i should listen to what the docs say my breath is how the streets get paved every day can you please uh, try to sing that? Okay, okay. <laughs> Black tar, brown mud, licks of paint all in my lungs today. <laughs> Keep going. You're doing great. Let's I guess you should listen to what the ducks say. My brothers on the streets get paved every day. <laughs> I didn't didn't have to listen to that song to uh, refer to remember remember the uh, melody imperfectly, right? Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I mean, yeah, good stuff. And yeah, the intro is another example of their like experimenting with different genres mm -hmm, that they mm -hmm. that they'd really never do again. I guess maybe later, like, yeah, they do some like hip hop. Well, yeah, once you get to the self-titled, and you know, yeah. they have all the different lyrics and the speak, the speak rap, the sing rapping and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, nothing. Mm. Those those aren't nearly as interesting as if they had tried to make a Marble Man like style album. Honestly, you know, right, right. it does kind of suck that they didn't get that that opportunity to experiment in that direction. Yeah, because um, like 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 you said, this and the fact that which we'll get to, they cover like a Dinosaur Junior song. Yeah, like, really yes. could have gone in the direction of like more of like yeah. an indie band, more of like a, a Modest Mouse type of thing. But but yeah, they, but, but but they didn't. I mean they stayed pretty much original until they weren't anymore but uh that will mm -hmm. we'll see we'll see if we get to those albums you know what i mean Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> see if our friendship survives it <laughs> um okay it's already being strained very thin <laughs> well this is, not trying this is trying my patience well, yeah, see, this podcast is either an attempt to, like, save our relationship or just, like, forcefully break it is how I look at it. So, you know, but you're on for the ride with this first step. Now we're, we're committed to at least 12 apps, you know, a, a year of shows, a year of shows, and then hopefully 100 years. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. There's two more album. There's two more songs in this album, uh, though they are we are done with the Blink-22 original songs. So the next one is The Longest Line by originally by no effects track seven yeah so anyway this is a great no effects song is how i would how i would describe it right um, not sure about this cover, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Now this is certifiably Mark on vocals, right? Yeah, both. Of, yeah, this and the next one. Okay, yeah. Um, so like, no effects. I guess already an established band. Like in my mind, because I was still very young when Blink One Eighty Two came to be, came to into popularity. Like they're like similar, but yeah, no effects much older, because they clearly inspired Blink, right? Yeah, exactly. No effects formed in '83, which is which is crazy. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize that. It was so at like this point, that, they were already ten years into being a that's band. That's like very early. I mean, that's like obviously later than the Clash or whatever, but that's like very early for American punk, right? 
Oh uh, yeah, I'd say so. Okay, here's the here's the guitar solo. It's pretty good. A lot of, like I said, most of the highlights of this album, such as they are, are, are guitar solos <laughs> and drumming. So yeah. Anyway, listen to the no effects version, guys. Like this is not. You don't want to listen to this more than once, and uh, that's that can be said for a lot of these songs. But yeah. So next next song, last song, finishing us out, "Freak Scene" by Dinosaur Jr., covered by Blink. Now this, yeah, this did, I did listen to this song for the first time and I loved it. Or it's not the first time, but it's been a long time since I listened to Dinosaur Jr. So again, yeah, we have, uh, we have, we have Mark here who has clearly has the really good music taste because he's throwing on, throwing on no effects, throwing on Dinosaur Jr. Yeah. So I didn't even know this existed. I didn't know this was on this album until we yeah. did this. Very, but- yeah. Yeah, cool choice. Dinosaur Dune is obviously classic, mm-hmm. classic, classic indie rock band. Yeah. Well, hey, let's, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, these are covers. And of course, when you're this age and you need to put out some content, you, you're going to throw, you're just going to buy some time because otherwise this album is under 20 minutes. So yeah, yeah you throw in, you throw in the covers of the people. Like, let's hear the end, the ending salvo, as it were. Yeah, Tom does a competent job playing uh, Jay Maskus' guitar solo, which is uh, surprising me because he's a uh, he's pretty much a guitar uh, legend. Yeah, that was it right there. Good to talk over it, but uh, yeah, <laughs> gotta gotta. That's for the cast, guys. Um, yeah, so that's the album. Um, what I what I want to what I want to finish it out here uh, is uh, you know for, so first let's look at this album as a whole. Um, let's give our final thoughts and rate it on a scale of 182 blinks, right? Because uh, like so like with 182 blinks being the perfect Blink 182 album, which is yet to be we will yet to name, of course. But um, so yeah, what do you think, Max? Let's start with you. Yeah, agree. This is a, you know this album is an interesting uh, artifact. I'd say you know mm-hmm. not really listenable on music terms was it your first time really <laughs> listening to it um yeah i think okay. so like i don't remember yeah i was aware of it yeah but go go on go on i think yeah i mean like when i was younger i think i knew about that it existed but obviously mm-hmm. before uh youtube and what have you there's no way to hear it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, in in the early days like if you're probably going really hard on napster you would find like someone who had it like a, a, had it or something like that maybe maybe or like uh, one one track or something yeah, I was I was mostly you found this on like the what CD or whatever, like the torrent sites, like rest in peace, uh, most of them. Uh, but, uh, you know, Boink. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that it would. But so you'd be like, OK, I can download a 200 megabyte flack of this track, <laughs> of this terrible sounding album. Um, right. But uh, yeah, I wish I had wish I'd hung on. To, I'm sure I downloaded it at some point and wish I'd hung on. So anyway, yeah. Sorry, your rating. Yeah. You know. Overall, they show a lot of interesting influences and they got a lot of their kind of proto blink sound already on mm. display. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that's all good. Obviously, the sound quality sucks. I would put it right around maybe the maybe 
maybe 98 blinks. Wow. Oh, that's that's generous. So, I mean, you're rating it like compared to like all music, basically, <laughs> <laughs> including like unreleased, like unreleased, like monitor recordings of band, your like high school band practices the world over, basically. Right. Um, like so. Perhaps. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's only a 54 percent rating. OK. I mean, it's failing. Yeah. On a school scale, but like it seems sure. high to give like that's equivalent of two and a half stars and like a five star scale. You know what I mean? But, you know, no, no, I, I respect it. And we can we're free to um, change our ratings and adjust them later on. You know what I mean? We're good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, for me, I would say like, okay, like I look at like how, so Blink-182, the perfect is 182. Like Blink-182, they're clearly, yeah, they're showing some of their sound. They're showing some other good, there's some like unusual sounds that are unfortunately directions they didn't explore. But then the recording is just so awful. Like I listened to this album like five times. I want this tape, whatever, recording about five times in preparation for this. And every time it's just like, God, I want to listen to something else while listening to this, like to, pri to prioritize this over any other uh, music thing was just like one of the hard like one of the harder points like I really had to mentally get myself in shape for like in, in the mindset to do that you know what I mean yeah um agreed so like in that regard I'm gonna say like okay like they're about a tenth of the way to what they should be as a band like to their peak uh you know what I mean the perfect uh in my mind what I see is perfect or like uh, the pinnacle of Blink-22. So I'm going to give this an 18.2 Blinks, you know, 18.2. That's my score. Good rating. Yeah. Um, and now we're going to do one other segment since we forgot, which is to discuss, you know, how our relationship uh, feeds into this, uh, into this whole podcast and, you know, where we were at when this recording was out. Now, obviously we were both, I was six going on seven. You would have been also six going on six if this yeah. came out in may which you're all you're a you're a young boy in our grade is what i remember you have a you have a summer birthday right exactly um a summer child who doesn't live summer days summer uh, ironically okay. um uh and never never again like me i'm just if it's summer i'm out i'm sweating and i'm unhappy and as for you how, how does the summer make you feel these days uh well yesterday i actually went out into the summer for the first time Ooh. and it was okay. very hot i so did, did not like it Salute um, to that. Uh, good, yeah. good work. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, uh, but did you at least, you know, did you at least, did you at least get to enjoy an alcoholic beverage while you're outside? Um, at least one I did actually. Yeah. Oh, great. Great. Then, yeah, then that, that's what makes it worth it. I think, cause you can drink outside and you can be outside and be in a drunken state. Um, but and at night, it's actually still nice here. It's not, okay. a, yeah, yeah. It's not it's, disgusting yet. It's humid, but I don't know when I'm at home, I'm already blasting the AC. I don't know about you, man. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, okay, what do you think? It, it's not even past the rainy season. Uh, right. so great great portent of things to come as for portents of things to come during this age you know this was just a very very 1993 we're talking a very very early formative age for me like i can probably describe several things from that period but it would be like most everything i can remember from that time period you know what i mean so at like seven years old i've like moved into my family home which continues to be my family home but like it took a long time for me to move 
and I'm just, you know, I'm just a weird boy. I'm just playing video games. I don't have, you know, I'm not, I'm not super popular at school, but this is before I'm getting into like, you know, this is before I'm like that much of a person. I'm just, I'm just a cute little kid, but I love video games. Uh, I think I got my first, my Super Nintendo, my first video game around then. So that also, you know, and that me, introduced me to one of my favorite pastimes of getting mad at video games, which, uh, you know, you always love to do. What were your first games? Uh, Super Mario World and... Same. Uh, um, no, because uh, Link to the Past or like Super Mar- Metroid, like all those really good Super Nintendo games I didn't get into until several years later. Um, so it was like Super Mario World and maybe Tetris Attack, though I think that's a much later game. Let me look that one up. Uh, Tetris Attack, a game I played with my my father. Yeah, that's a 1995 game. So save that for the next cast, huh? Um, yeah, Super Mario World and Star Fox, probably. Like those are one of the only games out. And Star Fox was obviously really hard and frustrating at that point. Yeah. Uh, Max, how about you? Yeah, I was five going on six. I think I also moved into my family home. Mm-hmm. I have no music memories at that time except no, I, no. Think, I think i was maybe around that time or shortly thereafter I, I i was into the beach boys a lot i think that's the first band i, I was wow. into was that through your parents cool. or something yeah i want to say okay. my mom probably okay. yeah because i did not like my parents yeah we didn't listen to that much music except we were on like road trips or something. So like, I, yeah, my, we'll get into it more as we go on, but my music, my, my, you know, my, my progress into as into a music appreciator is a very late bloomer story. Um, anyway, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting called the, the music that I need to go off stage. So uh, thanks so much for joining me, Max. And I'm going to shut down the recording. Okay. Good job. Good, uh, nice, good first effort. And uh, we will see you guys, you listeners again for Buddha, hopefully in a month or so, right? Mm, yeah, if you're lucky. <laughs> okay, this mm. is uh, this is Todd for his Todd from Fukuoka and then Max from not Fukuoka, Yoko Hammer. Right, and I uh, will see you again. Bye bye, blink out, blink on. <laughs>